Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show that helps you lead where you are. I'm Andy Peck. I welcome back to the Leadership File Viv Thomas. Viv is an Associate International Director of Operation Mobilisation. He and his wife Sheila live in London, UK, where he's also the Honorary Teaching Pastor at St Paul's Hammersmith and Founder and Director of Formation, which runs schools and courses on the spiritual journey and growth in Christ. Last time we were together, we were considering uh, his latest book, Wisdom Road, Making Decisions in Company with God. So do uh, get the first part of that um, look at the book. Uh, going to iTunes or going to Premier Radio's own website. Uh, this sec second section, looking at the book, we're going to focus on a theme that comes at the end of the book, and that is of transition. So there are some, I'm sure, who are listening, who uh, are at a time of coming to the end of a role or starting a new one, or maybe you're wondering if it's time to move on. So um, welcome back, Viv, to the Thank you. Fund. Thank you, Andy. Great, great to be great, here. Great to be chatting with you about this uh, this book again, Wisdom Road, um, just find the, the subtitle making decisions in company with God and and for some folk uh, who are listening I'm assuming some are in the time of transition they're wondering about uh, what's what's coming next so what are the warning signs it's time to, 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 to think about a move uh, from a leadership perspective yeah, yeah. oh my word <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I've asked a question no, it's a you great need to give a half an hour quick well it's, 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 a, it's a big question <laughs> um, well uh, it, it, let me just answer it personally mm. um, I know that I I'm ready for a move mm. when I just get deeply discontent mm. uh, and I uh, you can get lots of mini discontents if you're mm. in charge of a church which I was for uh, eight years um, uh, and you can get these mini little visits mm. usually on a Monday morning if you're a pastor <laughs> um, but when the discontent somehow gets deeper and more prolonged I think you need to pay attention to that. Uh, and I know for me, change has happened if I've gone through three, four months of discontent. Mm. Um, because I think that discontent is often the voice of the spirit mm -hmm. telling you, okay. uh, get get ready here, things are going to change. So I think that that's a, mm. a big part of the the process of paying attention. And then also what you're feeding back, what, what other people are saying to you. Mm. Um, like if others are saying to you, it's time to move on in one way or another, mm. then I think you need to pay attention to that and okay. not just think I'll be the mighty ruler and will will we'll stay. Uh, so I think that sort of thing's helpful. And what's God saying to you as you pray? What what mm. What's really happening uh, there? Those So those are some of the signs. Um, cynicism is another one. If you find yourself getting cynical, mm. Um, I was with a vicar in America, uh, Episcopal, and he said, uh, listen, Viv, I'm, st I'm, I'm starting to hate my congregation. <laughs> oh, dear, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's very honest. It was very honest. Uh, and he was just so frustrated with them. And and it was, I think that was time for him to take a break. Yeah. Uh, he was getting burnt out. He was getting very cynical. And so he just needed to get some time out of leadership yeah. to be able to regather himself sure. so discontent cynicism those sorts of things you'd pay attention mm. to obviously one of the, one of the challenges is that the spiritual leadership is a challenging business and mm. therefore um, I mean CWR and the Evangelical Alliance in 2000 did a survey of pastors 50% had 
considered quitting the previous two years. So there mm. is a there's a there kind of it's a tough job yep. and, and, and get ever tougher. Yep. And so the fact that it's tough is not a sign necessarily. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if you imagine it wouldn't be tough, mm. you really do need to resign <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, because it is tough. Yeah. Um, big church, small church, medium church. Mm. Um, there is there's no end of toughness. It's there's a battle there. Uh, so you kind of need to assume that in the middle of it, great joys and big mm. wins, uh, but uh, but assume that this mm. is going to be challenging. Every leadership task is, mm. and particularly the pastoral task these days, I think is mm. um, is is more intense than it ever mm. used to be uh, because of the social conditions in which we're moving and mm. the challenge mm. in, in every direction mm. that we have to face. Yeah. You, you mentioned in the book a number of transitions you've made. Um, you mentioned yeah. moving from a past, you know, from out of a one church, moving away from that. And um, I just wonder what you've learned about yourself in your transition moves over the years. Yeah, um, I've I, I've learned that I, I I do enjoy change. Okay. I'm that sort of personality. Yeah. So I often think, well, if this is closing down, then what's next? Okay. Um, so I find that sort of change. Mm quite motivating so I've, mm. I've discovered that I do enjoy change mm. at least on one level and mm. then there's a deeper level <clears throat> where I'm maybe not so enthusiastic about change mm. uh, but those two things are happening mm. um, I know that for me uh, letting go has is, is, is mm. sometimes been a difficulty uh, so letting go of power um, mm -hmm. when you are somebody supposedly in a community and you move to another community and you're not that somebody in the other community remember when I left um, OM uh, and was international leadership director and then did a masters in Canada <clears throat> and found myself with a group of students mm. um, and I found this weird stuff going on in me I, I wanted to stand up in the lecture hall this, I know this is, this is going to sound very strange I wanted to stand up in the lecture hall and say, "Don't you know who I am?" <laughs> well, it's very honest. Yeah. Know. Well, that was that it, it, was that it, was. I'm the, sure lots of people that was in my heart. The same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> lots of people feel the same. I'm sure. I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> uh, but it but it was me adjusting to the mm. loss of power yeah. and and significance that came from mm. that. Uh, and then once I was able to get over that journey mm. through that, I was able to really enjoy being a student for a year before I was able to step back. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so those sorts of things mm -hmm. um, I've, I've learned about myself in the middle of it. Uh, this is, I mean, this may be a tricky question to answer, but any regrets looking back? I mean, did you have you thought, crumbs, I sh shouldn't have moved when I did or I wish I hadn't moved to there? And I appreciate that may be tricky mm. to ask. You don't yeah. need to be s yeah, specific. Yeah. But no, uh, certainly some regrets. Okay. Um, mm. Not so much, not so much in recent years, mm -hmm. uh, but earlier on, yeah. uh, where I think, w w when I wasn't so aware of myself mm. and wasn't so aware of what I was actually doing, mm. uh, so I, I church planted when I was twenty-one Precious, in yeah. Manchester, basically by myself, mm. um, it, uh, sponsored by a denomination, but they weren't so good at looking after twenty-one-year-olds. Mm. Uh, right. And I found myself out of my depth mm. and in trouble and made some bad decisions mm. because of that. Mm. Uh, so I'd want to do that again. Um, mm. And so there's a few there's a few regrets. Mm. Mm. Not that I think any of it's wasted, because mm. I think God takes it, takes the regrets, takes the pain. If you walk with it, 
he turns it into experience and and in the end becomes quite rich but yeah some regrets um, and you talk in the book about the value of the Psalms and yeah. different kinds of Psalms, yeah, yeah. which I was fascinated by. So maybe yeah. just outline a little bit. Yeah, not original uh, to me. Okay. Uh, comes out of... Uh, is it Brueggemann? Is uh, Brueggemann, uh, theologian. Mm-hmm. And also worked a bit more by a guy called David Frith. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that the, the Psalms are split into three. You can split the Psalms in many ways. Mm-hmm. But in this scheme, the Psalms are split into three. <laughs> Psalms of the ordered world psalms of the disordered world psalms of the reordered world okay um and that uh th- that's why the psalms are so critical in in how you live your life in your prayer life mm-hmm. because they cover this huge emotional space mm-hmm. when you're great there's a psalm to pray when you're in despair there's a psalm to pray mm-hmm. when you're on the change there's a psalm to pray several of them uh and that they meet your emotional life mm-hmm. so the Psalms have been the prayer book of the church for 2,000 years. Um, and so they teach us how to pray. They teach us how to transition. Mm. They help us process our emotional life um, with God and with the community because many of them were meant to be sung um, and not just for personal uh, reflection. Um, so they, they're, they're kind of critical in, in, in the journey. Uh, of of uh, of transition and change, mm. uh, you know Psalm thirteen. What, what on earth, God, are you doing? Mm. Um, and the, I've forgotten the psalm. Which one? The sort of Oh Lord, uh, slay my enemies. Yes, uh, yes. Those those sorts of psalms are really helpful for for gathering up the sort of change, the sort of stuff going on in your heart mm. as you transition from one place to another. Mm. Well. It may be one three seven, but I'm okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. maybe. Yeah, great. <laughs> Just yep. in my somewhere in my head, yep. but listeners, yep. will, I'm sure we're right. I'm sure we're wrong. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, you mentioned uh, in a previous broadcast that the value of of, of friends, yeah. uh, and particularly in transition time, you yep. hinted at it earlier as well. Uh, spouse, good friends, mm-hmm. presumably that these are folk that you will be chatting to yep. in times of transition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a an a reasonably large network mm. of 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 my go-to people mm. uh, that if I'm if I sense some sort of change is happening, these are the people I will communicate with and say, I, I think something's happening. Uh, can you pray with me? Any advice for me? Mm. Um, so you um, phone them, email them. Have it's a mixture, a mixture because some of them are quite local. Yeah. These days they're all contactable mm. via Skype or or whatever, mm. so it's not a problem. Um, and, and sometimes, particularly going to people who've been challenging me in the past, uh, and we've become friendship friends mm. with that sort of challenge, not not fights, but people who are mm. just good, who are not afraid mm. to come to me and go, hey, what about this? And like one guy said to me, I had a heart attack in India 20 years ago, and one of my friends who I was just with in Bangkok, and we just had another conversation, mm. and he said to me 10 years ago, the thing you need to pay attention to is why you're still alive <laughs> right, um, yes. after a heart attack in India. Yes. Um, and that's a great question. That's so he's, he's sort of one of my go-to people mm. when it comes to changes and transitions mm. in my own life. We're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Viv Thomas, and we're looking at transitions. Uh, one of the themes of his book, Wisdom Road, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Leadership Farm with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Viv Thomas, the author of Wisdom Road, Making Decisions 
in company with God. We are looking at one section of the book, which is uh, transitions towards the end of the book, and um, some of the the things that we need to be aware of and learn about as ourselves as we uh, enter enter potential transition. And maybe listening, you're kind of um, you know in a, at a time when you're thinking maybe it's time to move on, or you're in the process of doing so. Um, so if uh, observing transitions in the Christian community, most moves uh, seem to me s similar to the world at one level. Mm. So people move from a small church to a larger one, yep. from a small charity to a larger one, uh, to jobs with greater responsibility. Mm. It's it's you know most vicars go up the tree to archdeacon or mm. bishop. They don't typically, mm. though there has been some exceptions, move the other mm. way. Mm. Is this a good thing? Is this is just mm. is this sensible, wise, or is there is there actually something that this is saying to us? I don't know. Uh, it's 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 kind of a mix, mm. but I think generally that pattern is an acceptable and well marked path, mm -hmm. uh, because as you mature in leadership, your mm. your, your your shoulders develop, mm. uh, you can bear greater weights than mm. you used to. You get to know more stuff, mm. you get more educated, you get more experienced, mm. and so it's natural that greater weight comes on you. Mm. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to move to the bigger church. Mm. It may mean that that experience means you now need to church plant. Mm. Um, and so it doesn't mean getting bigger in terms of size, but it does mean getting bigger in terms of responsibility. Mm. So you get through your 40s and 50s, and then for me the 50s are, 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 are great years in that you've, you've learned much of what you're ever going to learn, frankly, uh, your style is more or less set if you know what that style is. Uh, you know what you can bear and what you can't bear. And you've got the energy to carry a lot of weight. Mm. Uh, and so you're able to, to take it. So that's quite normal. Um, however, um, there are dangers in, in just careerism, mm. going through and, and imagining that I will now move on to a church with 40 more people and mm. in 10 years it'll be 50 more people. Uh, I need, need to be aware, aware of the, the, the ego that's attached to that. Mm. And, and sometimes, uh, often the test is at the end of a ministry uh, as to what somebody does when they get to the end. Do they then go back in, into their core gift and live it really well? Um, or do they just sit and stew in regret uh, mm. that they don't have any, any ministry anymore? Uh, th I think that's that's the test as to where somebody really is, and that's one of the hardest transitions, of course, is from yeah. um, from vibrant ministry yeah. into some sort of retirement, whatever yeah. that means in yeah. the Christian yeah. world. And, oh, it's and, a challenge, and, and sadly, some haven't. It hasn't been an easy process for yeah. some. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to talk about transitions without mentioning family, and uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a schooling dimension for many, the mm -hmm. children in a mm -hmm. particular school. Uh, and obviously, you're, you're within Operation Mobilization. There's an overseas dimension to that, and all that. And I just wonder uh, the degree to which this should be something we take note of, or the degree to which this is this is an irrelevance. Actually, the call of God is mm. is overarching. Mm. And uh, you must have obviously chatted to many folks oh, yeah. with different uh, different views of this. Yeah, absolutely. And and you see the price being paid for yeah. certain positions that are taken up. So. I've got a couple of people I know uh, who put the big emphasis on the call and they've, this is what God's called me to do. And so I pack my family up in a bag, more or less, and take them wherever that's going to lead me. 
that's a high-risk strategy um, because there are multiple calls on any leader. You may be called to preach or teach or be an apostle or whatever it is you want to be, but you've got other calls, calls to be father to your children, call to be husband to your wife. And if you don't get that family part right, then what happens is the articulation of your own ministry gets damaged in, in the process. So you may be a brilliant, outstanding preacher, but if then people just look at your personal life, um, one of my mentors said the CV of any great leader is written on the face of their spouse. Gracious. <laughs> and I think that's a challenge, yes. but I know what he's saying. Yeah. No. Um, that uh, as people look at my wife, they, they'll go, well, that's what his life was about then. That's what he really believed and, and led. So you, as, as a leader, leadership's a complex thing. You, you have to balance lots of things, so you've got to balance that too. Yeah. And, and so, you know, leaders listening who are thinking, my children are coming up to GCSEs, now's not a particularly good time for mm. a move, even though actually I'd be ready for one. Yeah. They need to listen to that and think, actually, children, children have a, fa are a factor uh, within that. Yes, I would say they better. Yeah. They better pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, because... Uh, the thing that will they'll remember in their latter years mm. uh, will be to do with with my family mm. and not so much with the church situation yeah. and moving from town A to town B yeah. because they've got a better choir <laughs> or <laughs> because not, the building's nicer. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, Viv, you're at a, a transition time yourself. Um, you know, your work with Operation Mobilization is going to adjust and change yep. in, in the autumn. Yep. Um, so what are we able to share about what's around the corner um, and, and, and how you're going through the process of transition yeah. yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm so, I'll be leaving a position, a particular job in OM, probably mm. will continue the relationship in mm. different ways. And we're just in the middle of discussing what that would look like. Yeah. And I'm in conversation with other people around what things look like. I'm 65 this month. So we're, yeah, I know. I it's no it's a huge shock. Thank you. <laughs> Just the right response there. Um, so there's lots of change uh, that's that's coming, uh, and for me, as I into this next phase, uh, there's a there's a big question like, how long will I live? So I may be looking at another third of my life. Yes. Um, if things go according to plan, to my plans at least. Yeah. So there's a huge issues in response to what you pay attention to. But for me, it's a, it's a question of going back to my deep call as to what God's called me to be and do as an individual. Mm -hmm. And so it will surface around preaching, teaching, mentoring, consulting, mm -hmm. in, in whatever sphere that will work its way out, because mm -hmm. that's who I am. Um, and if I was in... Uh, I am in the Anglican Church and also in OM and also a lecturer. Uh, in all these spaces, I'm a certain thing, mm. but that doesn't change anything as to what I am. So I'll, I'll focus on that which God's given to me mm. and then kind of just keep on going mm. uh, until the invitation stop. Mm. And then you realize, okay, uh, <laughs> okay. it's uh, time to watch more football. Yes, uh, but within the... I mean, within the operational mobilization setting, I yeah. don't know how the financial side works, hmm. whether there's a personal support, because that for some folk is a is a key dimension to yeah. the transition, is yeah. what will someone pay me to do? I mean, yeah. obviously, the, whatever the Christian language might be. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, and I don't know 
I know I'm not prying, but yeah. in terms of whether that, but is that a factor at all, or is that something you oh, trust? It, or? Uh, it, it's always a factor yeah. um, for, for anybody in yeah. ministry. The, the, the sort of what you do with the housing, what you mm. do with pension. Mm. Uh, so all those questions are, are present right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've been able to make provision, so mm. we'll, we'll be kind of fine as far as we can see. But you never know. Mm. Um, but there are lots of issues around finance that leaders have to make decisions on which are often so much shaped by the decisions you're making in your 30s mm. so the, the the framework you set up in your head in your 30s or 20s mm -hmm. uh, you start to reap now uh, as to what these things could mean so if you take the missionary community in general uh, missionary leaders they've often plunged in to some ministry ignored things like pensions on the basis that God will provide and have found themselves in their 60s and 70s um, maybe not so delighted with the way in which God's provided for them. <laughs> they thought it would be more than this. Uh, or they thought, you know, Jesus would come soon, and yes, so let's yeah. not bother about any of that. Um, but I, I, I think the challenge is living boldly and richly mm. in the place where you are. Um, this, by the way, is a, what we face in this country in North America is tiny. Mm compared to uh, fellow leaders in India and Africa who've got nothing like the yeah. provision that we find ourselves with. Um, so yeah, uh, your personality will come through mm -hmm. uh, and what you are will come through when you head into these sorts of final years. And, and obviously worldwide, bivocational is much more the norm than, than a salaried style uh, absolutely. pastoral absolutely. ministry anyway. Yeah. So yeah. many folk are having to juggle yeah. those kind of demands. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and to not overtrust your institution is your responsibility. Mm. Your, your institution may be wonderful, um, but never confuse the Anglican Church or OM or your organisation with the Trinity. Yes. It's God who provides. Yes, yes, indeed. So um, we, we've been looking at uh, this book, uh, Wisdom Road, uh, Making Decisions in Company with God. Just remind us of how you can get a copy. Uh, you can get this from Amazon. If you get into Amazon Books and type in Viv Thomas and then make sure you put Wisdom Road after that because there's another Viv Thomas who I won't mention. Okay. Um, and then you can buy the book. And there's other books, of course, by, by you. Absolutely, absolutely, Thomas. absolutely. Just, just so you know. So or yeah. you can go to Formation mm. www dot formation dot org dot uk and that will lead you into the same space and you can get it in digital or hard copy and if folk um you know they, they like listening to you and they're interested in maybe inviting you to to you do weekends conferences yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah uh, formation would be the place to go yeah, to go to the website formation dot org dot uk mm -hmm. and you can email me from there wonderful great good well, thank you for, for listening today. Thank you, Viv, for, for my, my pleasure, guest. Andy. My pleasure. Um, so, do um, log on to Premier's own website, um, and you can uh, get on-demand uh, issues or um, episodes, I should say, of the, the leadership file. Um, if you go to iTunes, you can subscribe, and that means that every um, every one of these recordings will go down to your listening device, whatever that may be. Uh, so you can listen at your leisure if you don't happen to be able to get to a radio on Sundays at 3.30. Uh, if you have uh, ideas of guests that you'd like to be on the show or indeed topics you'd like us to cover, then please uh, just email me. Uh, my details are at the end of this, uh, this show. So I look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in.
You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premiere. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. Thank you.